Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by Millions James, the exploding unicorn, Breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by Millions, Steve Dosh, Rinko Levers. Hey, everybody. I am not being held hostage. I'm not chained to a radiator in a basement. I'm not being forced to be here. That's all not true. Breakwell is evil. This is... Dr. Steve and uh, the Exploding Unicorn. I even forgot his name. James Breakwell. Back again since October 31st. It's been, James, that we've recorded one of these. How have you been? Is is that you, Steve? Is that I, I, I don't recognize you. Time is time has ravaged your once youthful face. When I when I last saw you, you had so much vitality, so much life ahead of you, and now now you are a walking husk of what you once were. But I can only assume that is the the dual deadly cocktail of having a day job and being without me. Those two soul crushing things together. <laughs> Surely have been devastating, but I am here to help relieve your suffering. Wow. I didn't think I knew what Nirvana was as a concept <laughs> until I went two months without James Breakwell. And it felt oh. like I was wearing white robes, playing a harp. I had little wings. It's been fantastic. You you tried so hard not to come back to this podcast. You're like, well, I don't have my old office, so I don't have a second phone for recording because there were only, you see, the problem is there were only two phones in the entire state of Tennessee, and he left one of them behind, so obviously recording couldn't happen. And I said, but wait, Steve, I will mail you a phone. I have an old phone in a drawer, and I sent it to you, and you're like, but how do I power this device? I was like, a charger, the most standard of all chargers. But he only, he only has high-end Apple devices in the Steve Olivas Manor, located in the midst of Rattlesnake Ranch. It's like, just go to the gas station, Steve. They're four ninety-nine, and so he did. But you know the real reason? The real reason you absconded is I made a mistake. I made the biggest mistake I've ever made. Oh, what was that? Yeah. So previously, when I would pay you my half of our podcasting fees for this money-losing <laughs> endeavor, I paid you a year or two in arrears. Oh. And this time, when I squared up, I paid in advance. I paid in advance, Steve, and you took off. You took yeah. the money and ran. Yes. Oh. Yeah, yeah. your half is about uh, 10 bucks a week, and uh, you <laughs> paid two months in advance. And so I, I knew I was on the lamb, but it was worth that $20 of James Breakwell's money. But here I am again to, to make amends. Oh, to be, it's, to be clear, it's, it's, it's $10 a month, not $10 a week. For $10 a month, I would quit. Or $10 a week, I would quit. I can't afford that, Steve. Oh, I've got did a I say kids. week? <laughs> yeah, but you know what, man? To, to get that phone to you, it was it was an ordeal. I had to go to the post office three times. I went what? once, and they only had what well, was it was the week between Christmas and New Year's. They only had one employee, and they were out to lunch. Like we are just closed for the next hour. Okay, that's fine. So I came what? back later. I came, I came back an hour later, and there was a line of seventeen people in front of me for this oh, one employee. <laughs> I was like, you know what, Steve is not worth that. So I went back a third time. 
a week later when there was a line of one person, and then it finally went through to you. And I paid my own money in addition to that $10 a month to get that to you <laughs> just so we could be here to have this conversation because I have saved up so many insults that have just had nowhere to go. And we've got, a, we've got an extra kid in the house right now. There's a cousin staying over here, and we're recording this on a Saturday morning when everyone is home and awake and alert. So I cleared five children and a wife off wow. the floor of this house to make room for you to give you the platform so that I can hear your voice and hear you talk about how much you missed me. <laughs> well, I will say the upside of all of this is a collateral benefit because uh, the phone situation is too complicated to go into how you and I are now having this podcast being recorded. But I will say it involves Facebook. So I'm connected <laughs> to you on Facebook now. And through that, the lovely Lola sent me a Facebook friend request, what? and I am now friends with her. <laughs> well, yep. you know, the the wild thing is she is she seems to like you, which is it's only because she doesn't know you at all. If she had watched even one second of one podcast episode, she would find you to be the abhorrent human being that I do. But she's only ever seen you when you've stopped by my house and you walk in the front door and you're on your best behavior and I feed you pizza and anyone, anyone can put on an act when they show up for free pizza. I can be a civilized human being for free pizza. Then you go back down to your lair in Tennessee and you hit record and you become a monster again. And that's what she never sees <laughs> well i i just want you to know that i now have a back channel to learn all of the breakwell dirt that is usually piling up in her head like you had insults piling up in yours this is true we've got we've got too much information going back and forth man this is this is this is getting out there. It's getting out of hand. There were upwards of I would say three people who asked what happened to the podcast yeah. in, a, in its absence. Yeah. I mean, three people, Steve. That was I was touched. That, is, that was three more than I expected, and they will be. I, I will not say overwhelmed to get this back. Maybe they'd be whelmed, just an even amount of whelm <laughs> to get this back in their lives. Let, oh shoot! Are you still there? I'm still here. Oh, what did I you dropped. did? You drop a phone? I did. See, Are I you... can't sit in my house because it's Saturday morning and I got things going on out here too. So I'm out on the porch and that requires a little bit of delicacy with all of the equipment. And the fact, there, everyone just looked up my nose. So I want to, uh, <laughs> I want to remind everyone that wanted this show back on the air that that's what you get. However, speaking of people who wanted this show back, James, yes. I received... And uh, let me tell one quick anecdote about our post office also. Yours was closed because your one employee was out to lunch. Our post office is only open Monday through Friday from 8 to noon. So Mrs. <laughs> Steve had to make a special trip out there uh, just to get your package for me. But I believe the illustrious Judy P., who might at least be two of those three people that kept begging for the show to come back, she will recognize the back of this envelope. I will not Ooh. show the front because it has her real name and it has both of our addresses. But I wanted to do a little bit of an unboxing. I've been hanging on to this until we brought Wrong and Wronger back because I thought this would be an appropriate venue to open Judy P's card and see what she had to say to me. So let me get this underway here. If uh, you'll indulge me the 30 seconds and everyone else <laughs> vomits because of all the moving that's going on. We got a Merry Christmas card. It looks delightful. And uh, let's see, 
She wrote a little bit. I'll just, I'll just read what she wrote here. Uh, Dear Dr. Steve, please bring back Wrong and Wronger. Uh, you are easily the greatest of all hosts that has ever Whoa. been on a podcast of all time. Breakwell reminds us of uh, some things that I find and pick up behind horses when I work in the stables. I, I don't know what that means, James. It seems like an insult, but you never know. You never know. Uh, please uh, put up with James's, uh, un, uh, I, I can't even read that next word, his shenanigans. Uh, the struggle is real. Godspeed, superfan Judy P. and Mr. Judy P. Thank you so much, Judy P., for those kind words. And uh, I've got to agree, Breakwell is a mess. Absolutely. I've got to say that uh, I, I am impressed, honestly, after all these years at the lack of trust between us. I asked you for your address, and you gave me a P.O. box. You didn't even give me your home address, Steve. Surely <laughs> you have a mailbox at Rattlesnake Ranch. And do, do you have a do you have a, metal, a mailbox there? We do not. You do not. You don't have a mailbox at all. You have to go into town for everything you get? When we get packages, now yours apparently did not qualify uh, to properly inspire the mailman to get out of the truck and walk up to our gate. When we get, if the gate is open, Amazon, UPS, FedEx, they just come up the driveway and put the box in front of our house. If the gate is closed, they usually throw it over the gate so that it's secure behind the gate. But anything that is like envelope size or you came in a padded envelope, your phone did, those go right into our box that we have up at the mail at the uh, post office. Gotcha. But you can get to the box any time of day, right? You don't have, or can you only get in there uh, eight to 12? Cause like here we have, we have boxes in there, but the lobby itself is open around the clock. I think. Let me restate the definition of post office box. When you live in a rural setting, James, we don't have boxes with keys. They are slots because there's only, I think 52 or 54 addresses oh. in our zip code. <laughs> And so uh, there are like mail slots that everybody has behind the counter. And I'm not even sure if the mail slots are assigned to each of us individually, because I'm sure, I don't know if people, most people have mailboxes, I'm guessing. So they, I, I don't know. But uh, our mail is usually in a little slot. And then we tell the lady that works there, because there is only one employee who parks in the postmaster spot. By the way, there's only one parking spot for customers in front of the post office also. <laughs> That's how you know you just need to keep driving. They're already full of max capacity of one. So, yeah, we I forgot your original question, but no, the post office boxes themselves are not available 24-7. You know, I once met the guy who uh, in Indianapolis had P.O. Box 1. He like he was a wow. he was he was a mail carrier for years, and I guess whoever had one stopped paying or died <laughs> or something. And you know, there's not that many postal nerds out there. But he's like postal postal boxes are my thing. I'm gonna get postal box number one. And so he had it never occurred to me. I always assumed they had to have three or four or five digits, and apparently they just count up one to one to whatever. So you could you could be postal box number one in the middle of nowhere Tennessee, Steve, because. That would, that would bring some meaning to you. Because, I mean, you, you don't have a home mailbox. You didn't have a phone. I'm kind of shocked you have electricity and running water out there. Really, you're really roughing it and uh, living up to the stereotypes in Rattlesnake Ranch. I will say there may not be a P.O. Box 1 here. However, if you are any member of the Country Music Stars family, if you want... If you want to mail something to them, all you have to do is write their name on the envelope and then our city and zip code, and it will get to them. 
That is that is impressive. It reminds me there was a Oprah clip show or something. There she had a. I don't think I saw it live. I probably saw a clip on the internet. But they somebody sent her a picture from another country. They sent her a package, and for an address, they just put a picture of her face on the envelope, and it made it to oh, Oprah. Geez. Like that's that's a level of fame to which we <laughs> we peons can only ever dream. But yeah, just to put a picture on there. And uh, and it made it. So I, I don't know if I put a picture of you on an envelope. Yeah. Where do you think that yeah. would end up? I, I think it would end up. The mailman might even climb the gate to walk up and <laughs> hand deliver it with velvet gloves to our front door because everyone knows Dr. Steve. Well, I am uh, I am sad that you tried to bail on this podcast so hard because you had some amazing things happening on the ranch <laughs> in my absence. And I mean, the main one was you finally opened up that outhouse. And uh, what, what did you find in that outhouse, Steve? Why don't you just share with the, with the public, with the three people, what you got? <laughs> I will encourage anyone to go flip back through my timeline on any social media platform because what we found was impressive. The hornet's nest that was in there was probably probably three feet tall. Maybe not quite that much. It was over two feet tall, and probably its circumference might have been four feet. Like, it was enormous, and it came off in one unit. Like, the hornets put some work into building that thing. <laughs> and uh, I don't know if you could tell with any of the pictures or the videos that I sent, but when you turned it upside down, there is a hole in the bottom, like uh, like a... I don't know, like a portal in a submarine to get down. But this was to go from the bottom up. And so the hornets can have little egress. But uh, there are like levels and layers of hornet housing. It's like a condominium complex in there. Really fascinating work. And I'm glad they're all burning in hell right now. <laughs> Screw those things. Were they, were they in there when you pulled it out? Or were they away on vacation? No, they, Mrs. Steve, God, I've said before, Mrs. Steve flies close to the sun, and uh, this is another one of those things. I said probably no fewer than six times, get a guy to come out here. Get a guy to come out here. And she's like, yeah, I can get a pack of bug bombs for 12 bucks at Walmart. And so she just bug, bug bombed the living crap. And because it's in an enclosed outhouse, she had a little bit of an advantage. But in order to get the bug bombs into the outhouse and then slam the door shut, she had to get close enough and then throw the door open with her standing there and then toss them in. And she did that three times. She bug bombed the outhouse three times. And I guess that either killed or moved out at least the vast majority of hornets. And then we waited until after the first freeze here to go in and disassemble the outhouse. Did was the was the ground of the outhouse literally to be clear, it's a fake outhouse. It's a decorative outhouse because that counts yeah. as decoration in Tennessee. But what uh, was the ground littered with dead hornets or did they just disappear without a trace? They disappeared without a trace, which is also fascinating. However, my father did a little bit of research and said what probably happened was the survivors burrow themselves into the ground and they'll come out again in the spring. So you should probably burn the ground around the outhouse it's like all right done and done so, uh, so, so i don't be, know what's going to happen to be clear there was not a single body not a, this is like this is like in predator where the predator's walking around invisible <laughs> and they fire all the bullets they're like surely surely we got it and then everybody but arnold schwarzenegger dies so in this story i don't think you're arnold schwarzenegger i think you're probably victim number one <laughs> Uh, there might have been a few hornets, but considering the <coughs> the size of that nest, there were probably, if not thousands, there were at least hundreds of them in there. I don't know what happened to all the rest. 
I, I will say the size was impressive. I uh, I took I took my phone to uh, to to my my wife and I said that uh, you got to see the size of this thing, and uh, that's <laughs> always always dangerous territory when. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, think. yeah, I've seen. I'm not impressed. And yeah. Like, no, no, it's a hornet's nest. And she's like, oh, yeah, show me. Yeah, that's that's clear. That's valid. Yeah. So that was, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 it's not often you do some. Well, I, I, you do impress me sometimes. You impress me when you when you had a hornet's nest the size of your house. You impress me when you're riding around <laughs> on your lawnmower shooting at jumping rattlesnakes. I mean, just <laughs> you live a life of adventure, and it's delightful. And I, I was sad that I missed out on it. I was sad that you became a working <laughs> stiff and suddenly suddenly had no more time in your life for me. The guy yeah. who should be your top priority above all uh, else. I'm, I, I admit I'm, I'm a little bit hurt after all the years we put in together <laughs> that you would just ditch me for a stable income. How dare you? God. And I will say when we set this one up, and this is our second attempt because I screwed the pooch yesterday, but I was like, you were like, we got we to gotta get this show going again. And I said, ah, after a couple months are you really kind of glad it's over? And you were like, no, are you kidding? I miss it more than ever. And I'm not making that up. That's not one of my bits on Breakwell. He really did miss this show, and he really does love this show. So all of the complaining he does, I want all of you to just take it for what it's worth. It's Breakwell belly aching like a three-year-old. To be clear, I love one half of this show. I love my <laughs> half of the show. I love everything I contribute and put in. But for it to work, I need somebody on the other end. I need somebody to listen to my brilliance. If it's just me talking into a camera, it doesn't work. So I just had to beg Steve to come back because I needed my eternal punching bag. I needed that, that balance, the yin to my yang, the person whose misery makes my not-that-great life seem incredible by comparison. This, this is my free therapy every week, even if it costs me $10 a month, plus the cost of mailing an old cell phone to the middle of nowhere, Tennessee. Well, it did kind of cost you the price of the cell phone, too, because I think there are programs where if you turn in an old one, you get something taken off the price of a new one, right? It's so old. I don't think they'd even give me anything for that one, honestly. And that was, for the record, that was my backup for the recording for this. So if the recording <laughs> fails now, there is no fail-safe. Although every other time we had a recording fail, my fail-safe failed too. Not that fail-safe, a different fail-safe, which I ended up throwing in the garbage. I was so disappointed with it. Uh, so uh, so we'll, we'll see. But this, this one, I mean, it seems to be okay. There are now two cell phones in Tennessee, which is kind of alarming. I mean, the state's probably going to be a <laughs> said about that don't don't be surprised if a trooper stops by suspicious about what kind of operation you're running up there on top of the hill uh, but yeah it's there there were ways around this. i love though i think there actually was a second cell phone in the house it was your wife's and she just yeah. wouldn't let you use it well i didn't want to record on the weekends so we will get back to recording during the week i i just wasn't organized enough to get all the pieces in place that i needed to record uh the day that we had originally set up but we will record during the week, and I will need this second cell phone. This is this is good. I'm glad that that, that cell phone is getting some life. And yeah, you, you, you set up a Facebook on there, and it used up like 30% of the battery. The battery is not good. Nothing about that phone is good. But it does serve the basic purpose of uploading Facebook Messenger and making a simple call so that we can use our other devices to do this. There's probably a million smarter ways to set this up. But I, I know talking you through the steps of how to charge a thing, I felt like I was talking to like a 95-year-old grandparent. So we're, we're never going to change any step of this process. We're going to keep it... Exactly the same, because one of us is too old to learn any new tricks. 
Well, that's why I said it, it took me a while to get everything assembled. Like, I, I am a man of routine. And when you were taking me out of my routine, it was like, well, wait a minute. There's some steps in here I didn't anticipate. So uh, the headphones being another one, by the way. Thank you for that suggestion yesterday. <laughs> you've, you've, for, for how many years have you been holding a phone up to your ear through like the entire 25-minute podcast? No, I had uh, I had the thing that went in that the, the problem for people that think I'm stupid is that <laughs> Breakwell sent me an Android and I have an Apple. And so there was a little bit of conjiggering that had to be done to make sure I had enough equipment for both to operate. So now now we're up and running. So I'm far smarter than Breakwell <laughs> is making me. I also love that uh, when I looked for you, who, who does everything on the internet under your real name, which just blows my mind, uh, I had to look, <laughs> I thought surely you, Steve Olivas, the most famous Steve Olivas on the internet will be easy to find, and you were like the 25th Steve Olivas result on Facebook. Like What? Got, I mean, you're not, okay, you're not, you're not like the most famous guy on the internet, but compared to the average person, you have a pretty big social media presence, and you were number 25. <laughs> that is, there are that many other wow. Steve Olivas' out there, in my mind. Mind was blown. <laughs> That's I guess you've never we've you've never come upon me on Facebook because we've never been connected. But you hit my stuff on Twitter once in a while. But I yeah, it, it didn't occur to me. We we it never occurred to me that we were not connected on Facebook. Yeah, well, because I have I'm running the dual identity thing, and my other one uh, through you know my, my my pen name, I don't usually do much on there other than post. It's kind of one way communication, and the other one under my real name on Facebook, I don't post anything because that's just going to out me. I only use it for Facebook <laughs> Messenger, so yeah, there really there wasn't anything connecting us on there at all. Although I imagine my real name is much more common than your real name. So you, how far down the results was I? Uh, I'm well, you. The, the direct answer to your question is three or four, which surprised oh, okay. me given how common your name is. However, because your phone kind of knows you, but oh. it surprises me that yours didn't work in reverse yeah. because uh, I imagine there were 10,000 of you underneath you. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why yours didn't do that, but mine pushed you to the top of my list. I think, you know, phones are getting better with the targeted ads and reading your mind. And it was trying to protect me. Like, I thought I wanted this podcast <laughs> back. And my phone is like, but do you really, like, really? <laughs> One last barrier. And I push through because all <sighs> good ideas and all bad ideas just have to be just driven through like a battering ram, man. And that's, and that's why we're back because we just got to get the bad ideas in there. Speaking of which, um, yeah. we haven't done a 10 minutes question in a while because it, Truthfully, that other podcast we have where we answer relationship questions, we solved all the relationship problems in we the did. world. Like we just yeah. we just there are no more relationship problems. There is harmony everywhere between all people and world peace, which you can see anytime you click on the news. But we did step away for a few months. So in those few months, if you did have a relationship issue come up and you'd like to shoot me a question, you can email that to me at jamesbreakwell at explodingunicorn.com. Uh, that's explodingunicorn with the E. Just shoot that over there and uh, it can you know, be a marriage question, platonic friends, boss, employee, owner, pet, whatever you got. Send in anything. And we will give you the most spectacular answer ever. Okay, correction. I will give you the most spectacular answer what? ever. And Steve will tell you how it's all your fault and you're a bad person and you probably need therapy. <laughs> I am a professional, James. I mean, I, I got bills to pay, you know. I need people to come to therapy. 
It's it's weird that the therapist thinks everybody needs therapy. It's you know like if, if I was doing a podcast with a mechanic, everyone's like, oh yeah, you need an engine overhaul every time. It's, <laughs> no matter the relationship issue, you just need a new engine. That's that's the key. But that's okay because we are all about the conflict of interest here because we're not we're not making money off the podcast itself. This is a money losing endeavor, so we've got to push you into those other money earning streams. So this is we'll, we'll get we'll get everybody into therapy for Steve. We'll get we'll get you a client list of a million people, all of them trauma. <laughs> by your poor postal system and your giant hornet's nests and your jumping rattlesnakes. There's there's enough trauma to go around to keep you in business for a lifetime. Wow, that was uh, that was a great way to cross promote, James. That was fabulous. <laughs> now we just need to get one of us to appear on the Joe Rogan Experience and mention the podcast, and we'll have like the, the we'll have the cross marketing platform cornered, the market cornered. It'll be great. Can you imagine? We've we've been like uh, level at zero growth for so many years, and our, our our listeners are nice because at some point the haters just get tired of punching down and move on. Like the only people left are just the most delightful people with the lowest standards. Can you imagine if we got an influx of new people to look at all the trash we put out over the last seven years? We would be canceled I'm... off the internet so hard. I am curious to see how much, how well this episode does after such a long layoff. People have moved on, listened to real podcasts, and were like, what the hell have I been doing all these years? And they'll never come back, James. You know what? You know what? I'm going to promote this so hard. I'm calling it now. We're going to get, we're going to get 15 <laughs> listens. We are going to get upward of 15 listens on this podcast. Oh, I will, I will or die on. trying. Yeah, come we're going to do it. Break. We are going to be mid double digits. Mark my words. All right. These are lofty goals, possibly borderline <laughs> delusional goals. But uh, all right. We'll report back next week. That sounds Wait, good. I got to well, walk us out of here. You do. I? It's been so oh. long. You don't even remember how this works. Did we do a countdown at the start of this? We did. We did. Okay. I, 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 I'm already blocked out the start of this podcast. I, we're, we're both a little rusty. Well, please. I've, I've given you like 16 setups to indicate the podcast is over. Yeah. And you didn't take the bait anyway. So now we're just going to be super over. Steve, please do an outro. <laughs> Oh, why? Oh, my goodness. Uh, this has been another episode. If it's your first time watching this episode, I apologize on James's behalf. It's always going to be like this. Maybe in other episodes upcoming, I'll talk more and it'll get better content. But until that time, this is Steve Olivas, the doctor of the two of us. Dr. Steve for James, the only one that's exploding and a mythical creature. Unicorn saying thanks for listening, thanks for watching, and remember as always, two wrongs, no matter how long the delay in between them, don't, can, can make a right. <laughs>